it's the worst combinations of healthy diet like you're eating not nutritionally dense food let's even take the 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 aspect of it that is not plant-based off the table is not nutritionally dense i mean you might as well eat chicken nuggets and pizza and wing put them all together they all pretty much are the same color food <laughs> color right like brand the kind of brown brownish beige <laughs> right that's true um fried so, chicken throw that on there right french fries yep aren't they in the same color family they are i guess so <laughs> no eating the rainbow over there <laughs> you can add some skittles right but i mean that's not nutritionally good food Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Jendai Jackson, owner of Jendai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lawrence Rassall, the weekend chef, also known as the artisan. So in this episode, we want to talk about what it's like to be at uh, a carnivorous event. That is to say, where there's lots of meat eating happening because there's a festival or there's an event or there's a family social gathering. And the idea is, yeah something's on the menu mostly everything's on the menu that you can't eat because you don't like it or doesn't work for your biology or your more vegan morality here we are uh and it's post super bowl american style and post all-star game now and uh classically these are american events in which what's the popular meat. buffalo yeah, wings meat. buffalo wings and sliders Nachos and sliders and burgers yeah. and chili yeah. Oh, chili. In Meatballs. Fact, I got invited to a beer tasting. I'm actually looking at a text now in, in April. And the beer tasting, they want us to bring either wings, pizza, chips, and salsa. So again, beet or meat based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ch- chips and salsa. Could, could be. <laughs> That's true. Could be free. Free of meat. <laughs> Maybe not. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because I think we get into patterns of this is what this event is supposed to look like. And so then that's just the food that people prepare and bring. And so I think like beer and pizza probably go together and great combination, probably Buffalo wings. Great combination. You know, and so (laughs) when you think of like bar food, that's that's Mm. what is available. And it's hard to get people to think about anything green and certainly not to leave behind their meat. Well, it's culture. True. Right, it speaks to culture. This is our, what is typically considered American culture. We can argue this point, and I would if this were a different context. But baseball, apple pie, hot dogs, you know, and at a Super Bowl party, for example, what's culturally acceptable? These meat-based options. I was at an all-star game. There was pizza. Looking at Lawrence, there was pizza. There were wings. Uh, there were vegetables actually made at the, but not. It's very atypical. I don't feel like you would see was that, that for you. Just everywhere. Not, uh, not just me, but out of deference to me, yes, there was some. But you know what? Most people didn't touch it. What kind of vegetables? <laughs> Sautéed, um, 
Brussels sprouts with oh, sweet really? potato. Oh, really? Wow. All that? Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's pretty good. A, a vegetable platter. I was thinking like carrots and cucumbers. Cucumbers. Put a little bit of ranch on the side. Right, right. Even though ranch is not vegan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But that was great. Somebody really thought of you to prepare. Yeah. That spread. Well, my my family loves me, but that's great. I'm not just that. that though. It wasn't just me. <laughs> like it's other people. But 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 yeah. But I mean, how, beer and wings. I just feel like that's a terrible um, combination. Not to mention, uh, the expectation is that it's all going to be cheese and meat and bread. Yes, or like I was going to say, soup. Um, like big subs or hoagies is yeah. probably another thing right. um, that people I would think, do. I think it has to fill you. I think when you think of Super Bowl, right? I mean, just just the overall context of football, like the burly yeah. men and yeah, exactly. the, the it's mainly food. and the exactly. manly and, you know, substance and right. filling your stomach. And, and you it know. should be like kind of finger friendly. Yeah. 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 Nobody's eating hummus. And and no, it doesn't go to football. <laughs> cauliflower. Right. At the same time that you're sitting for four hours or more. Right. Are you trying to say that you should eat healthier food because you're not going to be moving? No, I'm saying you're not. It's it's like it's the worst combinations of healthy diet. Like you're eating not nutritionally dense food. Let's even take the 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 aspect of it that is not plant based off the table is not nutritionally dense. I mean, you might as well eat chicken nuggets and pizza and wing. Put them all together. They all pretty much are the same color food. <laughs> same color? Right? Like brown. Brown. They're kind of brown. Brownish, beigeish. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, Fried so, chicken. Throw that on there. Right. French fries. Yep. Aren't they in the same color family? They are. I guess so. <laughs> no eating the rainbow over there. <laughs> you can add some Skittles. Right. Mm. But I mean, that's not food. That's not nutritionally good food. And so the culture has developed in this case, we're talking about the Super Bowl. The culture has developed um, that this is this is acceptable food. Also, it's very easy for people to get. You can throw some money at this kind of problem because you can just go somewhere and buy something, which I think also speaks to a systemic problem. And I'm a person who, you know, y'all know, I don't really cook. I don't really like to luxury in the kitchen. I was just having this conversation with Lawrence. Like, tell me how you just made that guacamole it was delicious best probably I've ever had cannot buy that at Whole Foods <laughs> don't tell Kelly well, she's back on <laughs> I know she's back on your side yeah, right. well, I maybe just stop cheating on I you. have options okay <laughs> what, what, what's that her song yeah, everybody got options oh my goodness okay. anyway not the point <laughs> sorry audience um, so I mean I just like it's all the same color food it's not nutritionally dense and then you're sitting for four hours what you gonna do I mean yeah but I, I feel like if I'm going to a Super Bowl event I want to have that satisfying fullness because of the quality of the event that it is. So it's okay. It's fine if it's vegan, but I still want to be satisfied. Like Jen threw a Super Bowl party and the food that she prepared was satisfying. And I feel like that's appropriate for the type of, you You guys don't see it. She's grinning over here. Yeah, I mean, it was dense, it was thick, it was, you know, it's what you would expect. And I, I do feel like there is there is tradition, there is culture that sometimes you can't step away from yeah. right. when it comes to that type of event. Yeah, I, I debated that for quite a while. So Lisa and I, who is um, not available for recording today, but Lisa and I actually planned this party together for the Super Bowl. And she, you know, we wanted to... She, we talked through some options and we were almost going to just like throw our hands up in the air and 
make chicken wings. And I was like, yeah, that's just not going to feel oh, right. Oh, so you didn't do chicken wings? I was invited, but I didn't show up. But oh. So you didn't do chicken that's wings? That's right. So, we so everything was vegan? It was, yes. it was completely vegan. Are you 100%. kidding? No. Well, I just assumed that because we had an Makes array company. of people. Wow, I'm impressed. Yes. So there was one person who, anticipating that there wouldn't be any meat, brought some meat with them mm-hmm. and was pleasantly surprised because we did um, kind of like a take on a Mexican pizza. Uh-huh. So we did um, pinto beans and refried beans together with black beans, and oh, wow. uh, I just kind of um, mashed them all together. And then I added corn and I think um, a can of Rotel, which is just, you know, diced tomatoes and green chilies. And I did that the night before. And um, I think I added some spices to that and I let it sit in the fridge. And then right before the party, we just put it on the flatbread. Um, and then we had a garlic sauce underneath as kind of a, a little bit of a base and to give it some creaminess mm-hmm. and then, um, some vegan cheese. And then we baked that off. And then when it came out, we tossed some cilantro and green onions. Wow. And it actually was, was it well received. Yes. Yeah. Everybody tore it up. Oh, I mean, wow. people who, who aren't vegan, people who want meat devoured it. Wow. And yeah. that was the thing. Yeah. So the, the one person who was like. I'm going to bring some fried chicken and mac and cheese just in case there's nothing for me to eat. He ate the pizza. He lo- And he's like, I, I'm sorry. It was, it was, it was actually <laughs> yeah. really good. Wow, good. That's great. <laughs> That's a victory. Yeah, and it felt good. And then we did um, chili and Mexican lasagna, and we had rice and salad fixing. So people could just kind of make, I guess, like a make-your-own-chipotle-style mm-hmm. thing. Um and it, worked, and it worked out great. Let me just call out here. Hey, cousin, if you're listening, I don't think you listen to the podcast, but hey, cousin, you know who you are. Um, yeah, he's a diehard meat eater. He is. So, like, you know, he, he, he believes. He was there? Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't chicken. It was brisket. Brisket, yes. Brisket and And then warmed and it up in front of everybody and like had the aroma <laughs> at the end of the night. Oh, he's diehard. He's just yeah. like, no, I need meat. Yeah. I absolutely need meat. And so the idea that he enjoyed something means that it, you know, it gives me hope that there is possibility and the conversely to go when i go someplace and there there is food available for me to eat especially like we have dinners the tjv team we jealous vegan team we have dinners and it's all plants and people come and they're just like oh this is actually good (laughs) well duh like we're not we drink our own champagne and but it feels really good in, in the context of the what this episode is about and why we wanted to record it. It feels really good when you go and you know you have options because it makes you feel included and yet still able to culturally, you know, nosh, so to speak, on on being a part of that tribe and community for whatever it is and feel like also that your stomach's not going to riot and that you did something good for your body. Mm-hmm. Reasonably speaking, right? And, and it's that thoughtfulness um, that I think is the bridge between what's culturally acceptable and and probably normal air quote mm-hmm. and what could be approached from a place of plant-based if it was thoughtful yeah and i mean i don't want to confuse the meal that we made for the super bowl as a healthy meal <laughs> i will say that agree as as that type of event goes it was healthier than some um but, you know, it was a lot of vegan cheese. There was a lot of the flatbread or the chips or we made guacamole and, you know, had all sorts of um, vegan style dips really for it. Um, so it wasn't healthy, but I think it was it was all it was plant based. And um, I think, you know, people enjoyed it and they they were they walked away satisfied. 
they didn't feel like they were eating quote unquote bird food, mm -hmm. which is, I think, mm -hmm. the fear that people have when they are invited to something and there's no meat being served. Well, it depends on how you define healthy, right? If you're feeding people who have a dairy allergy, then you, know, you give them something satisfying and delicious vegan cheese being what it is you don't want to eat copious amounts of processed food and we talked right. about this right like what's defined processed but food that's not made in the kitchen from this perspective in actively and fresh in the kitchen um but it's still that idea if you want to make it inclusive right that's the whole point of people being together i was at all-star game yesterday and i was just like really this is, is this fun because i don't i'm not into basketball and i'm just like is this fun we're mm -hmm. watching people shoot hoops awesome <laughs> nobody's talking we're just watching and eating. This is a whole nother conversation. No, no, but I'm saying I was there for the community, right? I was there for the community. I was there to like connect with peeps and hey, and hey girl, hey, and some side conversation while I'm, you know, mm -hmm. passing over the wings, right? So it's like literally passing over the wings. Um, so it's that, it's that idea of can you make it so that it's approachable, right? That's one thing we've talked about is so difficult is... Um, at, when you're going plant-based in a community, it's like changing your religion. Why? Because you got to change how you show up and you got to reset your expectations. And, and maybe who you hang out with. And maybe who you hang out with. Let's go back to this healthy thing, though. Because when I review the meal that you prepared, I thought it was healthy, but maybe I have a different understanding of what, and I think maybe that goes to what April was saying, is that what's your definition of healthy? Like, yeah. my, my husband came to your event and he's he's... He can't do dairy at all, so he felt like it was healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But are you more so talking about the processed cheese and the the because we had bread, which the right. form of right. flatbread, bread, the flatbread, the chips, the cheese. It, yeah, like it, like it wasn't. I wanted more freshness, and that was hard to achieve. Where I think people want decadence when they go to a Super Bowl party, and so trying to like strike that balance of letting people. Because honestly, in listening to like some of the comics that I watch on YouTube that have late night TV shows, when they were talking about their Super Bowl parties, like people basically just eat all day. And so we didn't do that because we had other obligations that day. But, you know, like I think the expectation is I'm going to go and, and like stuff myself. Out, right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, I just I wanted people to feel like they had something scrumptious but not but i also was i wanted there to be you know more fresh vegetables like i considered doing roasting asparagus and um using some like red chili um peppers to or red chili flakes to give it kind of a southwesty or mexican-y you know um taste profile but i was like forget it nobody was i was like nobody's gonna eat roasted asparagus right. that was was another say, yeah. it just didn't go yeah. but i kept trying to think of like what other vegetable could i do um, sometimes so. you just got to take the hit for, I mean, you shouldn't have to choose between what tastes good in your mouth and what feels good in your tummy and also what feels good to your body. Right. Um, you shouldn't have to choose, but sometimes you, sometimes the taste buds win. Yeah. That I mean, means like yeah. nachos with vegan cheese is processed. I mean, it's as healthy as it can be in that it's, it uses ingredients that everyone, that you can pronounce pre presumably that you choose in that way. Right. But like water. Wa coconut wa oil water oh okay um, <laughs> i can pronounce it <laughs> um soy protein concentrate yep <laughs> i know yeah. all those words so i mean i think there's that idea that it can sometimes you just your taste buds win so what do you think of what we just had so we we created tried to create tonight uh, yeah yes. we tried tonight so we just for audience benefit, um, we just had this yes i was trying um, to say but we just had <laughs> 
Sorry. Well, she was already bombed over there, so I just had to dive in. Sorry. No, so um, I, I, I was going to say I grew up in Lie. I used to live in Austin, Texas, and in the, and I was actually supposed to be there this week, but, you know, life. So um, in the airport, the Salt Lake uh, is this famous barbecue spot, and they have a little taco truck, literally like a little cart um, kiosk thing that sits off to the side and they serve breakfast tacos and then they also serve tacos for lunch and um, early dinner and so I remember like I would kind of try to schedule my flights and when oh, I lived really? in Austin so that I would be able to get either a breakfast taco <laughs> or a lunch taco seriously really? like I needed to be like meal time <laughs> at the wow. airport you schedule your flights around being able to go to the stand yes stand. it is so good oh, and wow. so I I text some friends and I was like hey what's in the pulled pork taco because i couldn't find anything online and so uh, thankfully one of my girlfriends sent me something that looked relatively similar and so we were able to try to replicate that um using a quote-unquote plant-based pork um that's got a barbecue sauce to it which was good i enjoyed it yeah i remember you said that you went to costco i believe yes and you picked it up yep so it turned out really well. I What's think it the was... name of it? Mm, it'll be in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> yep, I took so a picture. Sorry. We put yeah. it. In but the it was really good. I was really amazed. But that... it wasn't just that though. What else did you guys put into the taco itself? The mixings of the taco because the flavor profile is not just a single element. You're right. right? It's all of it in the textures. Tell right. us about that. So we made uh, our world famous guacamole. I'm glad you said it's ours because I did nothing. <laughs> Lawrence's world famous guacamole. So we also did uh, pickled radish and cabbage and onions. I don't, actually, I don't think any of us had any of the onions. onions yeah, we used fresh um, cabbage as well. So right, fresh green cabbage and red cabbage. Right. A little bit of uh, BioLife Foods feta, feta cheese. Right. So that served as the the cojit, the cojiti. Yeah. yeah Is that how I pronounce? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's how you pronounce it. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> that's how you're going to say it, so Cojita. it's fine. Uh, as well as, what else? I think I think that was basically it. And yeah, guacamole. Cilantro. Pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. Pico de gallo, that's right. Yes. Homemade pico de gallo. High fives over there. You don't understand. Like, What's crazy about to me about cooking is, so I think the difference in Lawrence's style and mine is that he is, oh, I can make that. And mine is, let me I look for the buy. shortcut <laughs> so that I can pull this together as quickly as possible and, you know, make food more approachable. Not just because I know I could make it, but I'm like, nobody's going to want to do that. See, I just, I disagree because you guys are my family. So I enjoy cooking oh, and I you. want you to enjoy like the freshness and the love that's put into the food. So. That's how I look at it. I approach Aww. every time I cook. I did feel love. You feel love? Right you should. I meant it. Yeah. 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 When I looked at the pico de gallo, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He didn't make that. I made that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, did, it did look like a lot of energy was put yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of chops. But it really wasn't that. It, wasn't it really that wasn't hard. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple of chops. And I will say that. A couple it, chops. The it great thing about. It 10 minutes, right? <laughs> it did. Oh. It did. But no, I mean, it took like maybe 20 minutes. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah. Thing. Actually, we, we did a lot of filming for We took our some pictures and yeah. we were talking. That's and, a whole you know, TV show of chopping. 
Cindy, I love you. Look how you think. It's like I live my life in two segments. Salsa. That's not even a whole meal. But 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 I will I will say that even though I'd never done it before. Um, I, I love cooking with Lawrence because he makes me feel like I can do anything in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was why I was kind of emboldened yeah. to like, I'm not going to take any shortcuts. I'm going to buy all the real ingredients and try to create it. Um, but it was a lot of really ingredients. Didn't. Like you made the, the guacamole. Right. Pico de So that had to be prepped separately. Yes. So we had this dinner table conversation about mm, pico de gallo. Lawrence put his face up of like, don't Why make that, that ahead. <laughs> No, the integrity of the tomatoes. Right. Guac, we all agree, kind of needs to be made pretty fresh. Yes. At least the same day. And so those two things can be made, but they have to be made the same day. And then... And then you had the pickled ra- pickled radishes and the pickled onions. Like those things have to be prepped. What a week? But honestly, a few hours. it didn't, it didn't take not that long. Time. But it then really you soaked walnuts. Yeah. He oh, so that's the second own, part of it. His yeah. own beef crumbles. Right? Can yes. we talk about that? What, what did oh, you put? Stop in? it, guys. So before we, <laughs> before we get to that, so then we also wanted to try to make this like loaded nachos tray, and so Lawrence took it upon himself to create his own beef crumbles. How yeah. did you do it? So I took, uh, as Jindy mentioned, I took the walnut and I soaked it in some lukewarm water for about 20 minutes, some portobello mushrooms, and I pulsed the two of those together for a quick, you know, couple seconds to give it that crumbled meat or beef texture. For those who are unfamiliar, um, how do you pulse something? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have a food processor, so I use just a blender and there's a pulse setting. So you just, it, it sort of just. Rotates a couple times. Right, a couple of times just to kind of mix and, and and cut the. So are you cutting finely before you put in, like how fine do you need That's to a good question, it? actually. So the, the, the walnut had enough weight to it where I didn't have to actually chop it. But you're right, the okay. mushrooms, the portobello mushrooms, I did have to rough chop those. So it's sort of uh, just, a, just a couple of pulses to quickly um, aggravate, um, you know, the texture of the... Uh, Make the walnuts angry. <laughs> right, thank you. And then... Uh, I like some, your word choice. Yeah, yes. yeah. Some, um, some chopped uh, onions, garlic, tomato paste, regular taco seasonings. A little bit of water. Did I say that? And a little bit of oil. And just, I mixed it in a in a, a saucer pan and voila. When you guys see the pictures of this, you will be shocked that it's not beef. Because yeah. it looks like ground beef. That you would have already started make, maybe doing like a base for chili. That's yeah. how it appeared yeah, to me. exactly. Really so good. we could probably use that for lasagnas. Yeah. Yes. For lasagna. So many things. Exactly. Just change the flavor. Yeah. What I like about it is that it uses whole foods. A lot yeah. of times when you get a meat substitute, it's made of uh, food particles, but it's absolutely engineered. This is this is kind of engineered in the kitchen, but it uses, you know, everything that went into absolutely. it. And there's nothing that my grandmother would not recognize. Right? Very good. Exactly. Um, and it was stinking good. But what I, what I think I like about the the two dishes that you two made is, this evening is that... Um, it was the amalgam of flavors. It wasn't just a singular flavor, right? It was the tacos that had the we, the meat that you bought, the yeah. plant-based meat that you bought. But then that alone would not have carried the thing. Mm-hmm. No. It had to be mm-hmm. yeah. fresh-made ingredients that right. stacked on top 
And then all together, it was a song that was yeah. created. That's, that's right. so wonderful. Thank you, April. That is a perfect description of yeah. my whole cooking style, right? Yeah. I want to buy the one thing. That's a shortcut. And then I'll add the fresh stuff in. So yeah. it seems like I really did a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've given all my secrets away. I think that if you were... Because none of these things on their own would stand. And I think that's what a lot of people fear about plant-based foods is that Oh, you're taking mushrooms and walnuts, and then that's supposed good to be point. my yep. you're my right. food, and that's supposed to be good, and, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Right. But I think it's because of the layers of the pickled onions and the you know everything else yeah. that was on top of it that made it feel like a true nacho dish. Yeah. Well, I mean, good. And I yeah. think that's what's missing too when you people are making a switch to plant-based or to vegan is that they're looking to replace the simplicity like i'm gonna eat a burger so i'm looking to replace the burger with Mm -hmm. something but but maybe it's maybe it's not maybe that's the wrong approach of trying to replace the burger you're trying to replace the complexity of the the flavor profile Mm. and that might not be a burger that might be something to eat with a fork but it might be mushrooms right and it might be sauteed with spinach and it's not going to be identical but you're looking for the complexity you're Mm -hmm. looking for the depth and i think that what is what can sometimes get lost because we're so busy trying to replace the meat. We're not actually trying to replace the Good deliciousness. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like that, that too. Yeah. 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 And I'm not really a texture person, so I don't understand. So when people say, "Well, I just need, I just need meat," because I don't think they're missing flesh. I think they're missing a seasoning or an experience. Texture. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't know, but um, I I I don't know that that we really can take like a to me like there i've had like quote unquote chicken nuggets or fake chicken wings and they were okay but they it's not like this it's not the same as as regular chicken and so i would rather try to find something that filled in the gap of you know i'm going to have this plant-based mac and cheese lawrence's is probably the best i've had so far and some oh, and some collard greens and so i would typically have chicken with that so then what can i have instead right and so maybe that's i'm going to saute some some mushrooms and onions um and add something to it that would give me a little bit of a crunch you know but i don't know that it's necessarily the flesh that you need i agree and i think as we're talking what's occurring for me is like it's the thoughtfulness of the meal i think Mm -hmm. when you have meat on the plate you don't have to think so much about the meal and Mm -hmm. the thoughtfulness because the meat will carry it by the way the meat is made typically from plants (laughs) because when you eat an animal they eat plants and other meats and they've eaten other animals who eat plants um but but that whole flavor profile it kind of gets really easy and i I, you know y'all can judge me on it but i feel like meat allows us to kind of dumb down because then it's like well i'm just going to steer it sear it and put some seasonings on it and then i could slap it on some bread or put it on some rice or something and then maybe i'll add a vegetable on the side but at least i got the one thing that's like i know it's going to be delicious but you don't really have to be thoughtful about it and that's a broad generalization right there are people who are connoisseurs of like how do you prepare meat and how do you but i'm just saying if we took that same approach with plants what might be possible mm. when we started to think about the possibilities of the flavor profile versus like trying to replace this one element. Um, I think, and even for myself, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, that's not like a lot of work. Mm. I need a personal chef. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hire Lawrence. Lawrence, go ahead and get that business started. <laughs> so I can hire you. Cause it really is artistry. It is. It's yeah. just a creative act. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. It, it requires more thought, I think, mm-hmm. than what we're accustomed to. Because you may be the first person trying to to figure this out. 
Um, whereas, you know, if you grew up in an American, typical American household, you know, kind of the meat and potatoes and maybe right. string beans. Right. When, which, when you kind of say it like that, it makes it sound so basic, right? Like slap some meat on there, get some potatoes and some, maybe a vet, some peas, mm-hmm. frozen peas. Out. Like mm-hmm. it makes it sound so basic. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, I think it makes sense because uh, uh, Americans are usually want a faster, cheaper, repeatable. We're mm-hmm. going like fast, fast, mm-hmm. fast. Of course, when we come home for dinner or breakfast or lunch or whatever, we're just like, how can we make it fast? And that's really a disservice to the quality of food we could be enjoying. Even if there were meat on the plate, I feel like we kind of don't. I'm speaking from my own experience growing up. I feel like we, I was just like, woo, dinner's done. Mm-hmm. One last thing I got to do. Now, what can I do? Can I have, can I enjoy my evening now? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like a checklist. I still kind of, I think that's probably the reason I don't cook as much is because i still kind of have that emotional memory of like it was stressful because i needed to just finish something i didn't have time to luxuriate i was coming home from work i had to get something on the table i had to feed this other person i had to make sure it was good and then mm-hmm. you know what i wanted to get on to something i actually wanted mm-hmm. to do for the evening that for pleasure read a book or something oh. and i think that's probably where my that's where my memory is in the kitchen my grandmother used to make these elaborate dinners also and they were awesome but she'd be stressed she'd be sweating at the end of it and i was just like oh i'm never doing that <laughs> it's a lot of work it is but a it, lot of work and a lot of fun. love, to Lawrence's point. Yeah, I don't look at it that way. Honestly, I mean, you guys really have really shared how you feel. You're like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But it's like, I'm thinking to myself, it was not a task for me. I mean, yeah, it was work, but it wasn't. I guess I just look at it totally differently. But that's the benefit of doing what you love. Yeah, I do. I really do yeah. enjoy it. I love it. And I think, so it's funny because somebody asked me if I like to cook. And I said... I like to feed people. And so I guess cooking is required. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't, I don't feel like you do April and what that I, like, I feel like it's just a, a thing that has to get accomplished and I want to rush through it as quickly as possible, though I do like taking shortcuts. <laughs> um, but I, you know, but I just want to, I want to provide people the pleasure of eating good food. And so to me, the the work associated with that is okay because the outcome is mm-hmm. people get to have a good time and you know mm-hmm. to hear what you said about my party. I really was like yeah. so excited, <laughs> like oh, I'm so glad you had a good time. Um, because I sweat it some, I sweat it every time actually, but especially if I'm feeding people who've never been over before, maybe they don't know that I don't typically eat meat, and and I just ask if they have any food allergies or anything that they don't want to eat, and and if they you know. But I'm sure their expectation is there'll be some kind Eating of meat. meat. Right. And so when they arrive and there isn't, you know, so far nobody's run away screaming, but um, I just want them to have an enjoyable time. So, yeah, I agree. For me, it comes all down to time constraints. I guess that goes with my my moniker, the entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a set time. And so there's no way I'm doing what you guys did in the kitchen. <laughs> and preparing my social media content for the week yeah. and you know preparing for a 7 a.m photo shoot tomorrow and oh, like wow. i like there's there's just no time for that so i do i do i feel i feel like you when i prepare food especially in my house for my husband for myself i do like to feed mm-hmm. but i have to find the quickest way to feed because of everything that i have wrapped around my day yeah. So, yeah, Pico yeah. de Gallo always has to be bought. Right. <laughs> but I noticed a lot of your stories, Dindy. Um, I think recently you On did Instagram breakfast. You yeah, Instagram, sorry. 
You're right. I mean, I don't, I feel as though the quality of your food isn't sacrificed, but you'll do like toast or you'll do, I think one time you did some type of toast, I think with some type of, with chia seeds and strawberries. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. that's really good. So Sim- I didn't feel like you things. sacrificed, mm-hmm. but it was quick. So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. So I guess yeah. there's that balance. I mean, I'm probably the extreme. I go, I don't all mind. Homemade. All the way. All homemade. <laughs> Lawrence, all homemade. Right. So. But I, yeah, I, that's what I said earlier, though, is that I feel like, Lawrence, you've, you are winning me over to your side. Yes. Um, come to and the that, side. and I think that as you become more proficient in the kitchen, especially as we were talking about um, just knife skills, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. I remember I took a knife skills class probably in 2010. And at Sur La Table in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and so they basically just teach you how to use a knife. And it sounds so simple. But honestly, my mom, I don't think she ever used a cutting board. She would cut things <laughs> out of her hand. Wow. Right. My wow. grandmother does that. Right. Yeah, no. it's, it's old Southern old way. Yeah. yeah. And wow. so, and I was like, wait, so you're, you're supposed to put everything down on the board before you cut it? Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the instructor was like, um, is your mother like from Latin America or something? <laughs> because I mean, in his mind, like that was, that's where yeah. that, that culture, um, mm-hmm. uses knives that way. But so I learned how to, you know, dice, chop, you know, julienne, everything. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. that, like, I just got so much more comfortable with the tools that it made everything easier. Yeah. Mm. I, um, I so want to learn that. Like yeah. I, that's been something I've been thinking about for years. Let's do like, it, guys. How to, how to properly cook. Like, serrated knives for yes, for tomatoes yes. like that makes such <laughs> wait a minute what 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 okay, okay so so we're making the pico de gallo and i pull out a serrated knife i was yes. like no no no, like, no don't no. do that you're gonna bruise the skin and i was like no this is for bread and tomatoes I was like, yeah. no, it's only for bread right so for really? you to say Thank that yes i mean I, I i was at a, a lunch with my co-workers uh-huh. and i was i said like how do how do you get your tomatoes and they were all everybody turned their head to me and said a serrated knife. Oh, what are you talking about? Wow. Yeah. And I, I was like, I felt dumb, too. but yeah. That yeah. is amazing for you to say that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, but I think, yeah, but I think that the more, the easier it is to do the prep work, the less stressful or time consuming mm-hmm. cooking becomes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's your cooking personality though also, <clears throat> right? The difference between you and Lawrence, what you're saying, Lawrence is like, I want to make everything myself. He loves it though. He's yeah. in, he, you can tell he loves it. His hands and everything like, yes, I want to feel this. I want to move this around. I want to squish this together. I want to <laughs> feel this, this, this cutting motion in my hand. Like, and for you, you're just like, yeah, I want the most uh, efficient way, right? It's not even quick. Yes. Right? It's like, I want yes. the most efficient, efficient way yeah. to Perfect. bring this meal together so that I can sit down and my guess, you know, the integrity of the dis- dish is high and it didn't take me all afternoon like, uh, luxuriating in the kitchen. So I think it's it's personality. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to find that much mm-hmm. like your diet. You got to find your food personality. You got to find your, your cooking personality. What's your tolerance level? And also, do you have help? Because when the two of you cook together, it's different than, I mean, Jen I and feel, I, are, I feel so different when I'm in the kitchen with Lawrence. Like I said, I feel right. like I feel because I feel like flying high. I don't, right. Like if, <laughs> like if I don't exactly know how to do it, he's going to step in and help me, you know? <laughs> And you just, you don't feel alone, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So next Thanks, week, guys. hire me if you start your business, because I'll, I'll work hard for you. Oh, A little thank sous you. chef there, right there. Yeah. That's, all, that's what's up. Yeah, we're <laughs> cooking next week. Well, 
Janice kicked me out of her kitchen. So she's cooking next week for a friend of mine. And we don't have the same. April and I do not have a dynamic in the kitchen yet. So <laughs> I just felt like it was not worth the risk. I've never Whatever. seen April cook. Yeah, right. I don't. Me I cook. Either. I cook for myself. Yeah. That is all. But point being, <laughs> I feel like now we need to like take some video of you cooking. But I mean, I've point seen Jindy stuff. That's right. And I Jindy's think I've cooking. seen Lisa. I've never seen anything on your social media. I don't. I don't care about cooking like that. I really just don't. Like I'm that person. I want to sit down. I, I, I'm I'm happy to clean up. That yeah. I, that is oh, my yes, role. I am yeah. very happy to clean up. I will make the kitchen spotless. I do not want to actually do it. I'm sorry. I want to sit down and enjoy people. Also, I have this memory of like when 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 the women in my family I used to cook, they would be stressed and exhausted. They sit down and then it's like. <sighs> Everybody else would enjoy and they wouldn't right. enjoy their guests. And, and that's just my oh, memory. It takes right? a minute for the adrenaline to come down. Right, because you're, you're really that. anxious. Yeah. And I just I, I remember deciding really young, like, yeah, that ain't my jam. I want to sit down here. I want to be like, you know, with my with my, my shot of wine or shot of tequila or whatever, my glass of wine, shot of tequila. And I want to be able to sit down and enjoy the guests. I'm all about the conversation. I can't do that if I'm in the kitchen. Anyway, not the point. Point being, we're cooking next week for a friend of mine and Jen's Kick me out of the kitchen. So I don't know what. I don't know what y'all. What's on do. the menu? Yeah, what are you cooking? Who's huh. a friend? And oh. you and you think about this stuff in advance, don't you? Like, oh, oh, you like, got to. Yeah. There's a note in Evernote with really always. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do Italian. Okay. So we're gonna start with a mushroom. Oh a, a mushroom and I'm sorry, not mushroom. A tomato and olive tapenade. Um, okay. Kind of like a bruschetta style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this this individual has a coconut allergy, which is challenging me because all of the plant-based cheeses that I typically would use yeah, are made from coconut. coconut. There are very few that are made from cashews. but so Because I would take some of the feta and throw it in with some fresh basil um, for the bruschetta, but that's not going to work. So we'll see how that comes out. But I think the, the idea is some roasted vegetables, so probably roasted red onion, asparagus, um, broccoli, and maybe even some artichoke hearts. Broccolini. Do broccolini. Okay. Broccolini. But, but the roasted vegetables are really um, going to be added to a gluten-free pasta. Okay. Uh, then okay. I'm going to toss in a lemon garlic sauce. Okay. Mm. Um, and then we're going to do sautéed spinach and a salad. That and I was going to do kind of like a panna cotta. But again, uh, all the plant-based creamers have coconut, so... We might do like a strawberry shortcake or just something with some macerated berries. I don't know. Sounds see how she, so see how she sounds though when she's talking about the menu. Part of it is she she she's not gonna have a sidekick because <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> want me. me. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, there's no guilt. There's no guilt on you. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, you see her. You let you hear her voice, right? She's like, eh. Well, I mean. Well, because I can't be excited because it's not going to be. Ex- I I'm still I'm still figuring out what we're going to do. Right. But that is right now the vision. So we'll see where we go from there. Point being, yeah, I don't have. I was just like, yeah, I would rather go find a beautiful place in the city somewhere that serves Italian. Thanks. I mean, we yeah. can try that too, but it's not going to be the same. Oh, I forgot but, mushrooms. But, roasted but mushrooms. But the objective yeah, was an mushrooms. entirely plant based menu. Yes. Which yeah. which is you cannot guarantee in the street. Mm-hmm. And you especially cannot. if you. Don't eat coconut or you're allergic to coconut. Exactly. So at least now we'll kind of control it and it'll be the freshest ingredients that we can put together. And the pasta really is just like a vessel for the vegetables. Yeah. I don't even feel like that's the star. Um, It'll do well. 
Yeah, well, keep just, you posted. Keep posted. Your, the concept that you have sounds amazing. Just the garlic, mm, the pasta, the vegetables. That's going to go really well. Textures. Yeah. And to Jendi's point, like the layering, right? Yeah, layering, yeah. Is key. So, Let's we'll y'all over there. Look at each other like, yeah, that sounds real good. <laughs> no, because I'm visualizing it. I'm visualizing it. Well, that's good. If Lawrence gives a stamp to it. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. Good menu? Great menu. Well, once you teach me how to make risotto, then we'll do that All right. instead. We'll do that next. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.